Trigger warnings for this episode include dangerous theme park attractions, dangerous products, capitalism, and murder. Yeah, dude, that was like, I had a TV in my room growing up, and it was just like, I didn't want to go to sleep, so I'd just be up at like two in the morning watching whatever, and it was this yeah. crap. I, I have so much nostalgia for this stuff. It's so weird. <laughs> but I think it's because it's on at one thirty in the morning. It's it's like a, such a limited time uh, event <laughs> in in our day. Like these days, there's 24-hour channels that just do infomercials. But um, And I feel like a lot of like daytime talk shows and stuff almost have infomercial moments oh yeah 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 like steve harvey will just like start taking out kitchenware and just (laughs) hawking it for for right and like local news will do that where they cut to their little in-studio kitchen and they've got some crazy new invention over there um but yeah it's it is a special thing and it feels so alternative to me too i was i was kind of reflecting on that about how they're not sold in stores it's like underground almost (laughs) it's like your mom doesn't know about this one um and that's something. There's something exciting about that for some reason. Yeah, yeah, you're in that club. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exclusive, um, cutting out the middleman, and they also had like really kind of, is somewhat innovative, or you could say, uh, sketchy like financing practices of like four low payments of whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, that's the thing that's finally just now getting popular as far as like. Um, when you're buying something online, it can say, okay, pay here. Your, here's where you can enter your um, Venmo or like your credit card or click here to like pay for, for small payments. It's like, it's such a good idea really. Like for people who are living like paycheck to paycheck or don't want to like just drop all the money right now. It's a good idea. And then so you're yeah. a fan of the four easy payments of <laughs> I don't prefer it, but I like the flexibility that it offers. Yeah. Just philosophically, it feels more inclusive but it does feel a little loan sharky too though so i don't know yeah well it's like um if you ever go to like these products web pages they're always like disasters they're they look like they were designed in like 2001 or something and i feel like it's also designed that way because there's no like confirmation page you just like enter your info and then you (laughs) click next and they're like, thank you, it's purchased. And you go, oh, oh, like it doesn't even run like a normal e-commerce website. Wow, that's interesting. It's just getting put into somebody's spreadsheet somewhere and they, they have yeah, your credit yeah. card number now. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah, it, it is kind of um, a little sketchy, a little unusual, uh, alternative, almost auteur-driven. Like it's so much the the individual, like, hawking the product who you're like oh obviously that person's very trustworthy because they know all about how to clean up a mess let me give them my credit card information <laughs> it's weird it's yeah, like yeah. A, a small business but on a huge scale but it feels like they just did a one-on-one meeting with you in a mall kiosk but no actually that was on <laughs> tv and there were thousands of other people watching at the same time <laughs> having those same feelings yeah yeah it's, it's a national commercial that like reaps the benefits of local commercials it yeah. just feels like a local commercial, so you just it like does. trust them, like they're right. someone who lives in your town. And they're like instant celebrities too, for some reason. They where they get that trustworthy thing. <laughs> I don't know, maybe the because the commercial's so bright and happy, and and the price is so good, and the product is so good, and like this guy's like really into it. Like I'm, I'm into it too. It's it's a very positive, very unusual uh, vibes, and I could see someone like interpreting this into. 
a, a work of art that is like um much more surreal uh in many different directions it could be a comedy it could be a horror or whatever but like it is a very strange part of our culture i think um infomercials or as seen on tv products yeah yeah for sure and the funny thing is like most of these are sold in stores now yeah and there's stores that just sell those (laughs) those products like where the store logo is that that um you know public domain whatever uh as seen on tv crt that that shape looks like the youtube logo a little bit i guess or the uh tv guide logo um yeah, yeah. So even like that urgent, that like two a.m. urgency of like, oh, I gotta get it. I, I if I don't get it here, I'll never get it, and I can't find it anywhere. It's like you can right. It's like the McRib. you can find it online. It's on Amazon. It's it's at CVS. It's true. Yep. Yeah, but they they it. got us. It's it's a fun thing too. Just yeah, it's so alternative. Like, why isn't it sold in stores? Oh, because it's <laughs> such a good deal that the stores can't make any money, so they have to go straight to me. <laughs> but some of it. them, it's like. Uh, some of the sketcher ones, it's like, I don't know if Target would have bought any of these to sell in their stores. Oh, yeah, just some, some these... rotating blade of some kind. Right, where it's like, nobody wants the uh, the liability of having sold that product because <laughs> you're going to chop off your hand. Like, I feel like we have pretty high safety standards when it comes to this stuff uh, in the U.S., but, but maybe that is a factor of it, too, of like... You can't buy this at Walmart because Walmart doesn't want you to hurt yourself. But this random upstart guy doesn't I believes in the product that so Walmart much. doesn't want me to hurt myself. No, I that's think true. Walmart, Walmart is ambivalent <laughs> if I hurt myself. If anything, they'll sell more band aids if you do get hurt. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. What's the rush on cleaning up that that spilled milk in the the aisle? You know, someone might just fall down and uh, need a brace for their knee. Yeah, we yeah, sell they, those. They would just direct me to their first aid aisle. <laughs> That's good. Oh, man. Well, so do you have personal history with any of these? Have you ever bought something as seen on TV before? You know what? Very rarely. But I did when I was in like, I think I was in high school. I asked my dad to buy me a singing fish for my wall. (laughs) Like that's the one that got me that like we had to call you know, I like gave him cash and then he had to call with his credit card and order. Uh, so the singing fish was called the, the big mouth Billy bass. If mm-hmm. you... Oh, I'm but, familiar. But my commercial was for a knockoff of that. So we got the boogie bass. Um, <laughs> so that's like the, the one it's, I think it's still at my parent my parents' house somewhere. Uh, it's uh, he instead of pretty woman, it sings pretty fishy. Um, wow! You know, so it's like it's pretty, uh, pretty good. Their level of parody. No um, kidding. Or he'll just kind of pop up and go like, "Hey, hey, take a picture to last longer," or like some like <laughs> some quip from like 1989. Um, yeah. Yeah, that that's I think that's the only thing that I actually bought off infomercials. But I tell you, man, I watched them like if not every night, like five nights a week or something. I was watching. Wow, the, that's a the commitment. Home shopping network. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's, <laughs> it's a child who who had a TV in his bedroom and was unsupervised. Yeah. Oh man, and there's nothing else on back then too. If you just had YouTube. You probably would have never even watched yeah. one infomercial. 
Hmm. I, I guess I would have been captive audience. I don't know. That's a, I don't yeah, know what I would have been secret. watching. Right. Yeah. I shudder to think of who you would have become if you had had uh, true free will and whatever you wanted to watch. Man. Yeah. It's like, who would have been my YouTuber? Um, Ooh. But yeah, no, I don't want to think about it. Uh, <laughs> but I was like, I, I loved watching like the shop at home network, which um, had this guy named Don West on late at night. And this dude was just, he was just like sweating and selling you stuff. And I just loved <laughs> watching this guy hustle. And I never mm-hmm. wanted to buy any of it. I just enjoyed watching him begging people, begging people at like one in the morning to buy baseball cards or whatever. Um, yeah. And then, you know, otherwise it was just like infomercial, like Comedy Central would turn to infomercials after like 1230 or something. Mm-hmm. Um and I was just, yeah, I would just, like, as long as it was on TV, it, to me, it was worth watching. It was, like, no different than watching a, a television show or something. It's like, yeah, this was deemed yeah. worthy to, to air, so I should see it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's it's such a an interesting thing. Like, it's so, uh, it's obviously a commercial. Like, they are selling a product to you, and it just seems like it was a, along with the kind of deregulation and stuff that allowed for He-Man and Transformers and like such uh, crass commercialism based culture to arise. It's like this, that was, you know, the eighties and the early nineties was, was so formed by that. It was a really positive outcome for a lot of us who grew up with that kind of stuff. Like we love looking back on that. And um, yeah, some of these, these characters from as seen on TV stuff, like they're very likable um, they seem really genuine and or, or desperate, like one or the other. Like they're really captivating <laughs> characters where it's like, oh, they, they really care about this. Like they are singularly, singularly obsessed with this product. And like they are so glad that it's that it's around and they're going to share it with you. And they're doing everything they can to lower the price for you. It's like such good salesmanship. Yeah, there were like two different kinds because it was like the Billy Mays type of guy who's like, I'm a salesman and this is my latest product. Check it out. And then there was the like, I invented this person. Right. Who was like, this was their, the, the culmination of, of 20 years of work in their life were these slippers that are also mops. Uh, and, you know, it's like, <laughs> as a mother, I, you know, I know that I don't have time to clean up messes, which is why I've done this. And they usually like walk you through their prototype process and everything. Mm-hmm. This was the first shoe mop, and now it's this. Go, oh, cool! I don't want it. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of them. I always assumed that they were the inventor, but I don't know that they ever actually said that. Oh, because there's so, <laughs> there's such a, a pitchman culture. But I feel like, especially if you watch some of the old ones on YouTube, like in the black and white TV era, it's like mm-hmm. for sure either this guy. Well, also back then you don't trust people either because it's like that's closer to like snake oil time period where it's like this guy probably ripped off this recipe from from somebody and like he's just a a greasier guy so he can make more money with it. So he's, you know, going from town to town selling this thing so that the his reputation doesn't precede him at all. So but but the black and white TV era, like those guys seem so earnest and so like um, preachy almost like they're they're either giving you like this cool life hack that no one's ever heard of and it's going to change your life and it's so good or it's like you really have to do this if you want your kids to survive and if you want to be (laughs) able to like um have a life in the next year you need this thing like some of them are really like preachy and kind of patronizing of like 
Um, and a lot of it's tied up with, with societal expectations at the time and stuff of, of course, it's a woman's job to, you know, cook and clean. So here's this product that will make you actually be able to have your own life as a woman. Um, but it feels, yeah, it's such a weird thing too, because so, they're like, they're trying to make money off of you doing that. <laughs> so like the black and white stuff, I, I, like, what was it? Was it like laundry powder or something? Like, well, there's, we... there's basically the, I think the first one technically was a Vitamix, um, blender. Like it's pretty much like a, oh. a modern day one. Like it looks really old and clunky, but it's Vitamix brand and everything. Um, I also watched one for a, basically it's, it's the exact same thing as a slap chop, but slap chop is accredited to, to Vince offer the, the right. ShamWow guys. He's the, the pitch man for it. Um, so it's not slap chop brand, but it's the same thing. And it's like, it is pretty revolutionary really. Like any kind of kitchen innovation, I think is a really empowering thing. Um, to a certain point, like at some point it gets ridiculous of like, okay, you don't need something that cooks your hot dogs while it toasts the buns at the same time. But, um, each of these things is designed to save you time so you can do what you want to do instead of the tasks you have to do. And it's a cool, cool reflection or a a continuation of like that, uh, you know, like fifties era thing of, of women's rights, basically, of you don't have to spend eight hours a day working on your home anymore. You can do all that stuff in three hours, maybe, and then you can like have time to read a book or have a friend or like pick up a hobby. Yeah, um, I mean that's yeah. what they're selling you. Exactly. Uh, but like, like the thing, like for instance, something like the slap chop. In theory, you look at it, you can go, "This is going to save me so much time." Until you realize it can only chop like a third of a potato at a time. <laughs> right. So you have There's to always cut your vegetables a little bit. And then put them in there one cup at a time and chop them up and then separate them and put another one in. It's yeah, like it's selling you this freedom, but I don't know if it like I, in reality, if it even delivers your your changed life. Right. And then the I thinking of how, how you have to clean it, like that always seems like such a pain because on the infomercials for Slap Chop type stuff, they'll do like for example, like chocolate and then they'll do celery and then they'll do potatoes like right in a row without cleaning it. And it's like, that tastes so like you're getting, you're cross contaminating like crazy. Like that's not how you would responsibly use it in real life. You'd have to go take it apart, wash it. Like there's, there's a, (laughs) to use the, the kind of like visual language of these commercials, there's, there's a black and white, you know, trombone sound effect footage (laughs) part of using each of these products too, where it's like, Oh, there is actually a downside to the slap chop. There's a downside to the George Foreman grill, like whatever. Um, there are the exciting, cool gimmicky parts, but there's also the downsides of, Oh yeah. Real life still exists. I still have to clean my own stuff. I have to go buy my food and prepare my meals and plan things out. And yeah, so it is, it's selling a dream of a more automated, faster, more efficient, healthier life. But does it deliver? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's our fault. It's our fault for, for falling prey to it. <laughs> but you wait, know. there's more. Um, these things do have a really huge, like, <laughs> that was just a joke, but they do have a really huge, like, um, impact on the culture, I think. And, like, in my life, my perception of, of basically being able to be persuasive, like writing a persuasive speech or whatever, it's like coming up with a an infomercial pitch for it where it's, um, you know, here's the downside about this thing, this, this tragedy in life and you're appreciating and realizing and, and giving attention to the downsides in life. And you're coming up with a solution. Like it feels so positive and like such an important part of life of 
we found this problem and we invented a way to fix it. You know, we, we built a better mousetrap, whatever. Um, it's such an interesting thing. And I feel like it's impacted my, my own personal life. Like if I look back at me as a child being fascinated by as seen on TV stuff, and then me as an adult, like working in a kind of sales industry or, or even in relationships, trying to convince a partner of something of like, Oh, this is why I think this thing is the best option. So much of, of persuasion is, is really distilled into like a two minute spot, um, by infomercials. And it's a, it's an interesting learning tool too of, Oh, wow. See, that part was pretty funny. Like he did this funny thing or like he is just purely getting down to the science. Um, and I used to work selling furniture actually for a year and I feel like I was just an infomercial guy all the time, but, but it kind of worked with my personality. Like, um, I was like, I feel like I'm pretty good at this. I can just talk about the facts and the science. And here's that thing you're not thinking about. That would be a downside to saying no to this. So it's, it's weird, man. And it's, it's definitely a spectrum from, uh, being a good person, like upstanding member of the community to being like a skeevy guy who's, who's (laughs) hiding all the downsides and just focusing toxically on the positive, uh, it's a weird thing and it's a slippery slope too. And it's, uh, it's wild. Yeah. Well, I think what's quaint about it is that the infomercials, they remove all pretense. They like, Mm. they're just like trying to sell you something from the start. And we sort of, we know that that's it. So they, I don't know. Like, it's not like a, you know, uh, most commercials, like, I don't know, like tied, detergent or something they try and also sell you that like they care and maybe they'll do a commercial just about charity work and how they're how they're using their soap to help clean up oil spills and everything and the infomercials like there's never any pretense that uh, that they want anything but for you to buy this thing from them right yeah uh, that's true and it's not about it's, a lifestyle either. Like like Dove or Lincoln or whoever, I feel like it's like it's not just about buying this one product. It's like, no, we want you to be a lifelong consumer, come back to us every year, a generational commitment. Like your kids are gonna drive this car someday. So it's like yeah. these are just like, nope, here's a product. It's it's nineteen ninety five and uh you know, four easy payments and uh, you know, however much shipping and handling, yeah. but it's like we're selling you a product today. Period. Yeah, like they it, don't... you don't have to build a reputation. It's not about a long term commitment. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're not they're not pitching you like be an oxyclean man for your whole life, you know? It's mm-hmm. just like buy oxyclean right now. Just just buy it. What do you just yeah. buy it right now? What do you mean? <laughs> just buy it. We're waiting like we're we're going to have the phone lines open for half an hour. By the way, um audience, I'd like to introduce you to Alan. <laughs> He's our guest today. How's it going, Alan? Hey. Hey, I'm all right. Is this introduction? I'm all right. Is this like? Is this is this introduction going to be twenty minutes into the episode? Or I don't know. We'll see if I want to do the longest cold open in history, (laughs) or I can edit this and put it at the beginning. You never know. Whatever sounds best, whatever serves the art, is what will happen. Yeah. (laughs) Um. So so what have you been up to lately? Listeners might remember you from the Wes Anderson theme park. Yeah. Um. So I'm a writer. I'm an animation writer. Uh, most notable for uh, being story editor, which is like an elevated staff writer on a show called Sonic Boom on Cartoon Network. Uh, I think last time I talked to you, I was just coming off of a Nick Jr. show where I was head writer called Sunny Day. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what? I've been um, I've been sticking around in the preschool zone. I can give you a little bit of a scoop if you're if you're. I'm interested. totally here for it. That sounds great. 
So do you know the the YouTube channel Coco Melon? Of course. I just saw their merchandise at Walmart last night. So I've been the like story editor, head writer of Coco Melon on YouTube for like the last seven months. Wow, I did not even know that. I haven't I haven't posted it. I didn't put it what? on Twitter. Like I just like didn't <laughs> wow. I, I I got the job and then I was like I don't know. They th- this seems fragile. I don't know. It like, it felt like <laughs> I was like they could fire me at any point. I'll just I'll just be quiet about it. Uh, no, I've had I've been working there for like seven months. I'm I'm like doing like Coco Melon YouTube. So I'm wow. writing like I'm writing nursery rhymes for for kids. Like you know, if your two year old knows how to open YouTube, they've probably seen my work. You have a direct line to these people's children's brains and they didn't even know about you man it feels like no they don't know they don't know (laughs) (laughs) they they don't they can't even comprehend that somebody makes this they just that's true yeah Uh, oh yeah that's an interesting thing about about kids entertainment and and a lot of animation too it's like i'm fascinated by by listening to podcasts like what a cartoon just learning about the history of, of individual cartoons and the people behind them. And that stuff is so captivating to me. But yeah, as a kid, you don't care at all. Like the credits come up, like skip. <laughs> we don't want to see the credits. There's a reason <laughs> yeah. why why Netflix or whatever streaming app will just be like, oh, you don't need to see them about the, the humans. No one cares about humans. Like you want more content. Um, it's an interesting thing. But I feel like, yeah, the, the people behind cartoons are usually really interesting people. And they're there uh, with their own, they're artists. You know what I mean? I, you obviously are in this category so you know what i'm talking about <laughs> okay. but like but I appreciate each person comes from their own their own background is doing it for their own reasons but um it's it's just amazing what a huge impact you can make like um i don't know if you've seen uh the orange years that documentary is on hulu yeah. about uh, about nickelodeon yeah, yeah, yeah i watched it i love that stuff and there was a nickelodeon podcast i used to listen to um for called but it was really good too yeah i just i love that stuff i love animation and i feel like kids animation is very very powerful and like can i don't know make such a big impact you know adult animation is a totally different beast um but yeah kids animation is is really noble i think and uh i love anything that's wholesome for some reason i i tend to like more but that's pretty cool how are you liking that gig compared to something for an older age demographic you know it's uh it's like a totally different thing writing like writing preschool is is its own challenge because um you don't rely on your audience knowing tropes, which mm-hmm. is uh, just still something that is hard to get used to. Like, th- like parody doesn't exist because mm-hmm. you you might and be sarcasm the... cannot really be used because <laughs> they they don't get it. It just goes right over their heads. Yeah, or or even just like just things that happen in TV all the time. Just like maybe they don't really understand you know like sound effects of record scratch that's meaningless to a child you know like mm-hmm. we, we know that means whoa stop you know uh, you know sh- shift uh, surprising shift a preschooler has no idea what that means it's just mm-hmm. like a weird sound that comes in um, which kids do love weird sounds too but, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you're right <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the meaning is lost yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that's been like um yeah yeah that's like Kind of one of the things is, I, 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 but thankfully I've got a daughter now. I've got a six-month-old, so I'm like kind of you. I'm going to be using her as my focus group on like right. 
what she can comprehend. That's so cool too. And I, I really am fascinated by the idea of making stuff for the audience of your own child. Like, um, I had this this idea at one point where I was like, I was I was teaching school at the time. I was like, if I have a kid, once I, my kid gets to first grade, I want to teach first grade. And then when they move to second grade, I'll move to second grade. Like, oh, and yeah. it's like crazy theory. Like, what if there was a school that was set up like that? Because teachers get burnt out teaching the same year every year. I'm sure writers get bored of writing for, you know, boys six to 10 all the time. It's like, just something a little different would be, would be interesting. Yeah, and, I, yeah. The counter argument to that was mm-hmm. when I was in elementary school, in fourth grade, one of the first grade teachers, like a teacher I had in first grade, moved to fourth grade, and I had her again in fourth grade. And man, she treated us like babies, and we were ten. Oh, we weren't wow. six. We weren't yeah. six anymore. We were ten, and right. she wanted us to do like, you know, a, a little play for our parents about how life is like a coloring book, and have oh us all dressed gosh. up like crayons. And it's like <laughs> this lady. She has no idea. That doesn't sound like she was being very intentional about her audience there. No. Uh, <laughs> so that's my counter. That's my counter. Yeah. You oh, know? it's a terrible idea. I, <laughs> I yeah, definitely chose to not do that, but I thought it would be a funny idea. And like, I just like the idea of, of um, being intentional and kind of tracking along with growth and things like that. And it's, it's cool that you're targeting that demographic of your, you know, your new baby growing through yeah. things. And yeah. Are you, it's, it's an interesting thing too. Like, does that give you more of an insight into like development of like what it is to be a six month old, like how that brain works or, or I guess preschool is a pretty big demographic too developmentally, you know, a six month old is really different than a five year old, for example. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, like, well, I mean, before having a kid, you, they're all just like baby, anything under two is like baby. Um, so yeah, it's totally like, it's totally a different experience figuring out like what, mm-hmm. i don't know uh what they can comprehend the cool part is that like when you have a little kid you see them do stuff and you go huh you couldn't do that yesterday like you, yeah. you kind of like see that see it happen right in front of your eyes where like all of a sudden you know then she's like takes something in one hand and passes it to the other hand and, and you go oh that was that was impossible yesterday uh mm-hmm. so anyway that's I don't know if that's really cool too. Your question. Well, yeah, in a way too. It, it's it's that at that age, it's like all of those developments are are very um, perceivable things. Where, you know, my my development as a thirty-two, I think, year old, it's like it's like oh well, I didn't shut down when my feelings were hurt in this way, and it's like all of my personal growth is in, internal or just purely like social things. It's like not fun, but like she's still going there's all kinds of cool new tricks that you get to learn up till that age it's such an interesting thing uh how it's 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 perceivable it's like oh yeah your your pediatrician can say like oh well have you seen her do this yet like oh yeah yeah she's at that stage it's a it's a cool thing how it's uh it's very observable it can be measured by science pretty well it's not all just uh interior stuff so i didn't mean to derail this by talking about my job uh we're, we're here to talk about infomercials um, oh yeah, and we're designing a theme park supposedly too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know, man. Who runs this th- this uh, podcast anyway? Right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, we you you brought this topic to us for a theme park topic, and I think it's fascinating. Um, well, yeah. Why why did you think this would be a good topic for this? Is it just a, a thing you're you're kind of fascinated in with, these days? Well, I, yeah. I was trying to think about like 
what what where is my expertise uh and like truly i when i grew up um i had a television in my bedroom which is what shaped me into following the career that i do now uh, and everything because i just like uh i don't know I, I i became insular and i just only watched television for uh, god i don't even want to think how many hours a day i watched tv as a kid like yeah eight eight hours a day or something um mm-hmm. and uh so i had a tv in my bedroom and uh, i would just like go to i'd be sent to bed and i just turn on the tv and like watch tv for like four hours um and at a certain point like content stops and it's just all commercials it's all these infomercials and stuff and so i just like throughout middle school and high school just like really enjoyed watching infomercials i would like search around for infomercials i had favorite hosts and i think i i just liked um just like watching people work so hard to try and sell me stuff like to just like i don't know uh let's see these people hustling to to like get me to buy something and i don't have a credit card i'm not gonna buy any of this so like <clears throat> so it like never even crosses my mind that i'm gonna get it i just like liked watching the show i guess um, absolutely yeah and so you know it, it's one thing where it's like weirdly nostalgic for me um going back on infomercials like now i don't i don't watch commercials in in any form anymore like i have a i have an ad blocker connected to my router that blocks all all the ads that come through my home like web ads uh and you know i i only watch things on subscription or or you know like if it's a dvr thing i skip through the commercials if i'm listening to the radio i just like flip away during like i hate commercials but but i love these commercials i don't know it's it's like Mm. a weird it's like a weird warm fuzzy thing for me yeah I'm with you. That's really cool. I, I I appreciate this topic, and I didn't have that at the forefront of my mind at all, especially for a topic for a theme park. But it's been really fun, you know, revisiting and kind of like researching, getting back into these things because it is such a novel thing. And like, yeah, commercials are are obviously necessary. Like, someone has to pay for our entertainment. Um, and yeah, this it's it's interesting to yeah, it switches to a totally different like, you know financing model or whatever after 1 a.m back in the day it's like before that it's like during prime time you know you're seeing ads for for soap and cars and stuff and that's um what's paying for it and then after a certain point it's like we're not going to run regular programming anymore like it's just going to be profit basically we're just going to play whatever they want us to play here but um yeah through researching for this too something i thought was really interesting is that in the the early days of like drama on television it was often sponsored by soap companies and that's why they're called soap operas it's like it's such a fascinating thing and like i like listening to 1930s era like um detective stories like philip marlowe and stuff like that and it's always at the beginning there's like a little jingle and someone telling you about this product and then it's just it was so directly tied like this show sponsored by this product and then it's i don't know it it was much more like above board and straightforward where when I'm a kid watching Nickelodeon, it's like, oh, my show's over. Now there's all these crazy colorful ads coming at me about things that are, are not connected and are not, you don't know what it is. Like, you don't really comprehend, like, oh, we're taking a break 
so that you give us money. <laughs> like it's kind of a strange thing. Yeah. These people who make these products are giving us money, so you go buy their product to give them money, right? Okay, go. <laughs> it's it's an interesting thing, yeah, and these are much more straightforward and like, hey, we're here to sell you this thing. You want to buy this thing? Yeah. Call now. Yeah, considering that they're hucksters selling you garbage, <laughs> there's something weirdly honest about it too. Because like versus like product placement or something like where you find out later that that what you're what you're watching has been a commercial or something when i'm watching something and then like i I don't know i find out that like amazon paid saturday night live to feature alexa in their sketch and then i'm just like Mm -hmm. ah this sucks uh I, i i much prefer some charlatan just yelling at me to to buy his squeegee because uh, <laughs> that feels honest i don't know yeah i'm with you yeah it feels yeah I, I agree it does feel honest it's it's an interesting thing i feel like it's a lot of what people love about something like um shark tank these days it's like seeing the entrepreneur sharing their passion and is it worth the money or not like that's kind of all it, it really boils down to is yeah, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting thing. You know, I used to like talking to people at mall kiosks who were trying to sell me something, especially if it was one of those people oh. who would like kind of walk out in front of you, like, oh, this guy really cares enough to get in my social space. Like, okay, I'll talk to him. <laughs> um, sometimes those were really interesting conversations. Like, I bought something off one guy. Oh, you did? I was wondering if you just waste their time. Like, <laughs> it depends on if I could think of someone who would like that as a gift, because it was rarely something targeted at me. Um, yeah. Although there yeah. was a Pokemon card booth one time, like in the early 2000s, I bought a lot of stuff from those people. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it is fun. Like those people, that passion, the process of being a, an entrepreneur or a salesperson is, it's a, it's a fun form of entertainment. And if you can do it from the comfort of your own home, that's way better hey, than yeah, hey, yeah, wasting better. your time and their time. Yeah. Although in this um, scenario, we're okay. asking people to travel to a, <laughs> to an amusement park location <laughs> to enjoy them. It's a very high effort uh, endeavor. Yes, I agree. But I think uh, we'll earn our money back, though, um, potentially from, from kiosks and all the oh, different yeah. uh, retail oh operations. Yeah. We'll have the world's biggest as seen on TV store here. Yeah, you got to like, maybe with your admission comes like a 10% voucher or something to mm. really get the urgency up of like, if you don't buy it here, it's going to be more expensive when you leave. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like yeah. that. There could even be like little sa- like free samples of something or, or yeah, free trial where you get to actually slap chop some stuff and then buy it right there. Man, that yeah. alone. And you know, this, this theme park is going to be like, like it's not going to be in Orlando. It's going to be in like Clearwater, Florida. You know, it's like just this this like knockoff. It's going to be difficult to get there. Like and uh, it's by the outlet mall. <laughs> yeah, and there's always going to be this inferiority complex that they have, where they're going to be like, we're not like the big guys who are going to gouge you. You know, like here we pass the savings on to you. Absolutely. And just through the sheer power of science and progress, we have created a superior theme park. Uh, Here's all the reasons why. Uh, Six months, money back guarantee. And um, (laughs) yeah, if you you book now, you'll get, you know, free, uh, I don't know, whatever, free mini George Foreman grill that you can use in your car. 
<laughs> That's a terrible idea. <laughs> That's a bad idea. That was, so the line between parody and actual product is very, very fine. Oh, man. Call the toll-free number now and order Ronco Showtime Rotisserie and Barbecue, and you'll receive with it the all-purpose non-stick basket, six kebab rods, a dozen food ties, plus a flavor injector and barbecue gloves. You'll also receive an instructional video and an instructional booklet with recipes. This over $500 value is yours for only four easy payments of only $39.95 plus SNH, or send $159.80 plus SNH to Ronco, Box 4051, Beverly Hills, California. The most important thing here is that you and your family eat healthy. You know, folks, I designed Showtime for people who love to cook and who want to eat healthy. But I also designed Showtime for people who can't cook at all that want to eat healthy. And Showtime can help you eat healthy. So take the next 15 seconds, find a pen, and write the toll-free number down. Order your Showtime unit. Do it for your own health and do it for your family's health. So, I mean, like the, like you were saying, the obvious thing, the most obvious is, like, there's definitely going to be a shopping mall and kiosks just selling this stuff, right? Just mm-hmm, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like it's probably easiest to, like, that operation and just, like, the feeding operation is the most straightforward of, like, and then they're going to be... There's going to be a thousand Ron Popeil rotisserie grills, uh, you know, just making chicken. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be making, uh, you know, salads with slap chops and whatever. And just like, like that's, I feel like that's pretty straightforward and taken care of, right? Right. And everything would be like the free sample at the Chinese restaurant where the person's walking out to you with a toothpick. It's like everything they're like no look how good our food is from our product like i almost feel like it'd be a free food court because you can just walk around and have samples of everything so you think like the food court they're all like at the mall all in competition (laughs) with each other so i think so i think that works for the (laughs) they're all yelling at you trying to you know like trying to draw a crowd you know come Mm -hmm. watch free demonstration free gift after the demonstration come on over here what, yeah. what if there's like a stage, like a, cause sometimes infomercials will have like the live studio audience. What if yeah. there's just that there's just like, um, various different sets that are set up. Like there's a kitchen one, there's like a living room <laughs> with a bunch of dirty carpets everywhere. And then, um, you can just go, yeah, sit in the audience and be wowed by, by watching so one of these guys like, live. It's like going to universal to watch the back to the future show, but instead you're watching OxyClean demonstrations. Exactly. Maybe you even get called out of the audience. You get to try it yourself. Wow. Well, that would be a dream come true. I I know, man. What a, when what I moved a lucky to, kid. When I moved to LA, I started doing, like, when I was unemployed, doing what's called audience work, where something that, where they need a studio audience, but nobody wants to go. They, like, pay the audience members to go. And I was trying so hard to get into an infomercial, and I kept, like responding to every infomercial typing a message like it is my dream to be in an infomercial audience i think it's just because they're having so much fun they're flipping mm-hmm. out over the ginsu knives or something i love know? it like, yeah the, re- the crowd uh, reactions are so funny like there's one uh one of those ronco rotisserie chicken things like he hits the front of it with a hammer and the audience is like <gasps> like they're just like it just looked like <laughs> someone got stabbed on set or something like everyone reacts so intensely it's amazing yeah, yeah. I just like 
and the, and at the end they're like who wants one and everyone's like screaming and stuff and i and i guarantee none of those people bought one now that now right. that i understand that they pay actors to come in and like get 50 oh, bucks man. to be in the audience <laughs> that's wild so i might have a, an innovation here maybe this theme park has zero admission cost um yeah. because it's basically like paid commercial programming okay. <laughs> you're basically interacting live with with a commercial and then you can buy the product right there when you have a 10 percent coupon or whatever yeah forget oh about God. it that covers yeah. the airfare alone <laughs> all the savings you can't afford not to go one of the weirder infomercials have you ever seen the the commercial the, like the half hour ones where there's there was Eric Estrada talking about real estate. Have you ever seen um, those? No, I don't remember that one. <laughs> it was Eric Estrada for a half hour talking about like a property in Tennessee, like a planned wow. community in Tennessee. And they were like, come visit. We'll pay for your airfare. Come check it out. And I did that. No um, way. How yeah, old were you so at this point? I was in college. Did uh, you... <laughs> They do not do a background check. I told them I made a million dollars a year. Uh, and they were just like, oh, well, come on out, sir. Uh, <laughs> and so, like, I, we, uh, my girlfriend and I flew to Knoxville, Tennessee. And they put us up in a hotel. And then they took us to the property. And then there was, like, one guy. There was, like, a guy who was, like, our tour guide for the day to show us property. And we like come out, and he was like, "So you're a very rich man, huh?" And I'm just like, "Um," and I'm like 19, and I'm like, "Yep, <laughs> yep, I'm very wealthy. I got a lot of, a lot of family money." Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so it could oh it could God. be like maybe we could maybe we could even like subsidize their their airfare because we're gonna bank on them, you know, spending so much money while they're here. Right. Yeah. The, those products that um, are those things where where you're only going to sell it to like a tiny fraction of a percent of the audience, um, but you're going to sell it for like a thousand dollars. Like those are the kinds of things that might yeah have more of an incentive to be like, no, we'll pay you to go sit in this audience, like sit yeah. in the seat for this one. Or we'll yeah give you a flight voucher of some sort. So I didn't end up buying the plot of land and oh come on but you have so much money to throw around (laughs) especially back when you were 19 you had all that family money (laughs) that's amazing what what a great success story that is that's making the system work for you they they just did not check like i like (laughs) was it extremely awkward were they like okay so if you're not going to buy from us like what are you doing here like don't you have a job to get back to or something (laughs) well they like well, the, the 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 pitch was they were just like, "Do you like Mountain View or Lake View?" And I was like, "Um, Mountain View." And then they just drive us to a plot and they go, "Look at this," and I go like, "Oh yeah, it's uh, it's nice. It's pretty close to the road." And they go, "Ah," and then they just like they keep like trying to solve your problem. And so I realized I couldn't do that. I couldn't just nitpick away because they would just right show me another you can't piece say of no. property. <laughs> and so. Eventually, I just like kind of went like, you know what, your your pitch like really like is is selling this as a family place, and I'm just not at that place in my life right now. You know, like this seems more <laughs> for someone with a family, and like there was no answer to that, and so they just went right. like, hey, thanks for coming, and then and then they drove me back to my hotel, and I spent a half a day in downtown Knoxville 
um, just hanging around. Like it was, it was pretty low pressure. Once I said Shermanesquely, no. Yeah. Wow. What? What a story. That's amazing. Anyway, I, I'm sorry. We're supposed to be talking about the theme park. Yeah, well, we're getting there. And hey, at least this is something with real estate to it. This is a location. Everything else uh, related to as seen on TV or infomercials is not, it's like a, an item, you know? Wow. Yeah, so maybe like, I, I don't know. It probably won't pay to fly everybody out to our theme park. But unless we can get some big ticket item, like like we can sell them as like investors or into timeshares mm-hmm, at our mm-hmm. theme park or something then then maybe it'll be worth it oh yeah i think there's a lot of uh multi-level marketing uh different investment opportunities that are all very lucrative for everyone and um just can't lose you know what i mean they're, they're those can't lose uh solutions really alternative methods of of earning income that we can just be hawking this to place people. is getting shut down in like <laughs> four years I, I don't know i think it'll be so lucrative because you just record all of your infomercials here and like the audience is like the world's biggest fans of infomercials filling that that audience. You know what I mean? It's it's people who traveled to a place just to be have the opportunity to be in the crowd. You know how like Vegas gets criticized because they they go like, well, these are people who've got like a there's there's a mental block in them. They can't stop gambling and you're taking advantage of them by by giving slot machines to them. You know, like there's that. I feel like mm-hmm. they would it would be a similar thing where like you're taking advantage of these people who just love it, who just want to be part of infomercials and and like just bringing them to this place and convincing them to buy stuff all day like you're just there, there's something I wrong mean, with them exactly and that's that's the kind of shady side of of four easy payments it's like well there's no way i can afford that thing oh you're going to make me like make me pay for it four different times into a price point i can't afford great like it just yeah, it's a slippery slope between being considerate and like making it easy on somebody, but also <laughs> people not realizing that they're doing a lot of harm to themselves in the long run. <sighs> so, do we want to have a free market that allows this place to exist, or should we just say this whole thing is corrupt? The whole system's so, corrupt. You should only buy products at at Walmart in person. So this theme park exists in in a libertarian utopia, basically. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a high concept, you know. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I can, I can get there. <laughs> cool. This isn't our reality. This is a different timeline, anyway. <laughs> um, President Billy Mays. Uh... <laughs> Billy Mays the <III>. third. <laughs> exactly. Oh man. Um, yeah, but I think the idea of just of having a place that is such a celebration of this thing. Um, uh, yeah, I don't know. There's going to be people who will have criticism of it, but we're here celebrating the uh, the positive sides of this brand and, and just all the joy it can bring to the world for, for a low price. You know what I mean? We're doing everything we can, given modern science, modern technology, and just human ingenuity to come up with a better mousetrap that you can visit <laughs> and ride roller coasters in, maybe. Yeah. I mean, that's the... <laughs> There's a jumping off point. What's an as seen on TV roller coaster? Like what's a I well, one one thing I thought of is just doing like giant scale models of things that that don't necessarily like 
do all of the same functions, but they often do like a, a zoomed in animation to show you how this product is working. Like here's how the potato gets oh, yes. microwaved in this bag or whatever. Not that we'd want to microwave people inside of a bag, but having a giant scale one where you can, you can slide down a George Foreman grill um, just to demonstrate this, how the slope is really helpful. And, you know, all the juices drip down into the little splash pad at the end. Um, you can just have, yeah, a giant, giant Foreman grill. that's not plugged in. It's showing off all the technology. Yeah. That, that is showing off the technology. Of you can feel the Teflon on your skin. You know what I mean? It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> I mean, that's, yeah, that's kind of like a water element almost, you know, it just, yeah. it's so slippery. Uh, it's fat. I'm dripping right off the meat. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. I mean, this seems, this feels to me like one of these 4D roller coasters. If we're like, okay. if we're doing, um, like honey i shrunk the audience type of thing where we're right you know we're shrinking down and so that we can get into you know the 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 microbial whitening technology that you know that uh or whatever all you're talking about like those little cg demonstrations and animations yeah which just seem more fun there's a lot more action there than than just scooping the shamwow around on the table it's like no if we if we zoom in and look at the What's going on on a molecular level? It's uh, that could be a roller coaster. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, so we get, so, so maybe at the start, so I, you know, there's we're we're wearing 3D glasses and we're in kind of like a motion motion seat, and uh, and at the start it'll be like there's a a guy with a table with all these products and he's like we're gonna show you a demonstration of all our products and like then he'll bring out the experimental one which is like this is the experimental like thing shrinkener to 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 shrink things to carry them and then he goes whoa and he shrinks you the entire audience right wonderful and, and now we're like you know just trying to get home as we're slip sliding through the the george foreman grill and the the of glove and we you know we gotta we gotta block the blades of you know the 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 spiral slicer and everything i mean this feels this feels pretty good actually like yeah that's really cool and and that could be a whole like part of the theme park is when you're at that scale and then the bowflex is like a roller coaster or like the you know any of those like home gym things or a shake weight could be an attraction If you're if you're little, if you're like half an inch tall, a lot of these things are pretty fun to ride on. Yeah, yeah, I'm deal. I'm I'm digging this. Uh, I was gonna pitch not the Bowflex. What was the other? The Gazelle. That's a more oh, fun yeah. roller coaster. That's to me, the elliptical. That's kind of, yeah, that's the elliptical. It's got the spinning mm. element and everything. It just sort of yeah. this sort of feels like it flows a little more. Oh, for sure. I was picturing the Bowflex almost like a bow and arrow, like just launching you, which yeah. is not what the Bowflex is designed for. I think maybe just the name of it and the and watching the commercial, like the, the way it flexes. Hey, maybe that's why they call it a Bowflex. Wow. Maybe. Um, wow. <laughs> the way the bows that, flex? Like, that could be a launching mechanism, I think. Okay. Although, yeah, we, we might want to run that by legal first just because we don't want this to be like a repeatable action where people are going to go home and and try to fling their action figures off their Bowflex, like that's well, not what it's not a toy, son. Well, like, well, so you know the slingshot thing that you see at the state fair, right, where mm-hmm. they put four people in a slingshot and send them up. You could for sure do that with a giant Bowflex. That's not repeatable. Nobody else has a giant <laughs> Bowflex. You're right. That's a good point. 
Okay, cool. Yep. Unless you true. unless you wanted to do something with a, a normal size Bowflex. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, but then you're gonna have kids trying to shrink each other when they get home. You know what I mean? You can't have <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, no. no. <laughs> uh, Actually, I think that's fine. I think, I think inspiring a child to pursue a career in science so that he can shrink his sister one day, it's he's not gonna get there, but he will. You know, even if you shoot for the moon, you're gonna land among the stars, kind of thing. <laughs> like, oh, for sure. he's not gonna for learn sure. the shrink ray technology, but maybe he'll, you know, cure cancer or whatever. Yeah. So I was thinking about this. I I, I feel like a, like a house of horrors would be a good Ooh. thing to have in this. Uh, and like the house of horrors would be the the does this ever happen to you life? Oh wow! You know? Yeah. So it's like it's black and white, and it's just it's just madness of of just I don't know not being able to to control your faculties in any way it's like a psychological horror um mm-hmm. as 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 like you can't turn off the faucet you can't you can't crack the eggs you can't uh i don't know it just feels like that nightmare that like, it's such a nightmare sleep. that's the word i was thinking it literally feels like that when you're watching those especially if there was like a compilation of watching those it would make anyone like uncomfortable or just frustrated with with life like it's yeah. so hard to yeah i, yeah, I put mean, your living. groceries in the car <laughs> yeah forget it forget it uh, <laughs> there's got to be a better way yeah i'm not sure how to make the the audience member feel that experience really mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like I don't know if the House of Horrors is just watching other people struggle, uh, but it would be great if if we could just overwhelm people um, with the the psychological horror of of they can't get their lights to work and uh, mm-hmm. you know and they're cold but their blankets too small. Oh, man, yeah, that's the worst. Or you're cold, so you're under a blanket, but you can't reach the remote. Yeah. Ugh, there's- <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there's, there's just, so many problems. There's in just this different world. challenges. So yeah, you get wrapped up in a blanket, <laughs> and then somebody is like, "Please, I need the remote. Please, please, we need it." No, you're just tied I, down. I, actually, what if it's like a, a minute to win it type thing, but they're almost all impossible because it's like, yeah, it sucks. You you only have two minutes to boil the water and cook the pasta. You can't do it. See, so it's like they're literally impossible tasks. But it's like, wouldn't it be nice if you could do that? Now you enter. This is before you get into theme park. Maybe this is like, this is the the um, transition area from like the real world. It's pointing out how annoying your life before you came to the theme park was, and all of the failures that you go through every day. <laughs> then you come into, you know, the afterlife of this this theme park where everything is all solutions all the time. You can finally I mean, have the life you want. It's Man, it's paradise. It uh, is absolutely. <laughs> Uh, I think that's yeah, a great I, idea. I do like a minute to win it where it's impossible to win and the whole goal is to sell you stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you just uh... come in and they're like, you have eight minutes to make a three-course meal, including <laughs> dessert, for 12 people using these ingredients. Go. Uh-huh. And, it, and then you're, you've just got normal kitchen stuff. And it's like, all right, got to make a... I got to make a dip and I've got to make a fruit salad and I got to cook this chicken. This is impossible. And then, 
And then and it would be so stressful. Just trying it would be so stressful. Like the, you got the ticking clock. You have all the, the game show stressors going on. But there's just literally no way you can do it. Like you might feel motivated when you first start making the plan in your head of, oh, okay, I'll do this, 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 this. But then like everyone's going to end with frustration of like, God, that's so hard. I can't. There's How do you do that? <laughs> I feel like we would need to have like therapists at this part <laughs> for the emotional yeah. r- the torture we're putting people through. Well, just it's called like, retail therapy. And yeah. it's uh, <laughs> just right over here. <laughs> yeah. I just. Oh, man. I, I'm starting to feel guilty for the, for how we're just jerking people around. Um, but you know what? They chose to come here. They knew what they were getting into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they are going to leave a much happier person than when they got here. Yeah. You know, who are we to stop that from happening? <laughs> I mean, a week later, they'll regret everything, but they'll be happy of when they leave. Yeah. Yep, yep. And there is a money-back guarantee, but the shame that they'll feel that they were such suckers and that they fell for it so hard and they really believed in it and that they, you know, jumped and clapped during the recording that they won't be able to call to get the money back. We'll show them the recording of them. Like, it looked like you you were really, uh, really excited about this. It looked like you weren't tricked at all. You, you seemed to make that purchase of your own volition. Yeah, uh, that's what I, that's what I heard. I, <laughs> if you watch this testimonial, you were actually really moved by this. <laughs> Oh man, oh, that's God. dark. <laughs> Make the so like, yeah. I feel like instead of like photo spots, there's like testimonial spots where you mm-hmm. can just like give a testimony. God, this sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, this is evolving to be. We we did an episode of this show one time that was Utopia Land, which was like different ideologies version of utopia and this definitely feels like one of those where from a certain perspective it's it's amazing it's perfect like ideal way of living but to most perspectives it's a horrible nightmare <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry landscape. <laughs> it's a terrible theme park <laughs> <laughs> i think it's great we we uh we specialize in terrible theme parks here and uh celebrating the good parts of the toxic positivity let's go <laughs> Hi, Billy Mays here for the Big City Slider Station. The fast and easy way to press and cook delicious sliders. Those restaurant mini burgers everyone loves. No more squishing and squashing or flipping and flopping. With the Slider Station, just scoop, press, and cook right on your stove. You get it all. Big City Slider Station, measuring scoop, recipe guide, and quick prep slicer. All for just $19.99. Order right now. It would be good to brand some rides to some popular products. Yeah. I mean, like the Gazelle, like the Shake Weight, those are straightforward. Moon Shoes, those are straightforward, I think. Like they would just be fun little uh, coaster, not coasters, but like, you know, a ride attraction type things. Yeah, I, I guess like like you could just be like in the ShamWow Splash Zone, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, which... <laughs> maybe is like a a regular a regular water ride you know like a get wet water ride or something uh but like it would just kind of have the sham wow uh branding and, and and then of course you would dry off with sham wows alternatively the sham wow splash zone is a water ride where nobody gets wet because the sham wow is so absorbent would that yeah. be possible that's a cool uh, idea. Like, or there's like a game show type thing, and you lost, so you should be getting slimed right now. But the Sham Wow blocked all the slime. Wow, my it's hero! Like, wow. 
You never got punished. Because uh, the ShamWow. Vince saved you. Yeah. Vince Offer. Yeah, you is know, that your real name? You know, Vince Offer married a woman named Melody Mandate. That's but, wild. That sounds like a 60s, like Hanna-Barbera cartoon character. Offer and Mandate. Anyway. Sorry, side That's track. bizarre. It's so strange. But, I mean, maybe his name really is Offer, and it's like there's a greater chance of, if your name is Dennis, of you becoming a dentist. Like, that is a real, like, trend. So maybe his name was Offer, and people are like, oh, yeah, are you a sales guy? Huh? It's like, yeah, oh, I will be a sales guy. I'll show you. His birth name, his first name was Offer. Um, wow. Like, his his name was, like, Offer, like, Shlomi or something, like, uh, like a Hebrew Good name. Good for him. Uh, and he went by Vince Offer. Yeah, I think I think that was like his Hollywood. He changed his name to like be an actor or whatever. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, um, I it, will all of all of our major infomercial celebrities will be at this park, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, yeah, I hope so. I hope there's a statue to each of them and occasional <laughs> live performances. Just a statue of Billy Mays just pointing up uh, towards the horizon to the future. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the, the Walt Disney thing. When you first enter, it's just it's Billy Mays. Billy Mays here um, welcoming you to the theme park. Yeah, I think that's, just, that's great. Very yeah, it's tasteful. got a little a little speaker that's turned up way too loud. And it's like <laughs> kind of crackly and like, you know, there's some weird feedback to it just because it's way, you know, it's just like Billy Mays here. Ah, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they go can you go can you turn that down they go it is turned down <laughs> this is how billy mays would have wanted it so <laughs> uh what i love about billy mays is like he got his start you know as a boardwalk busker which is why he's yelling huh. all the time you know because he's like on that the boardwalk sense. and then he transitioned to tv and just never adjusted anything about his his mode of pitching he just kept yelling Wow. That's cool. It is effective. It is exciting. You know, it's like, oh, okay, I'm awake. <laughs> Billy Mays yeah. is here. Yeah, I guess it wakes you up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how to I- integrate Billy Mays in a tasteful way in this park, you know, because, of course, he did pass. Uh, right. I, 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 would, I would want his likeness involved, but, you know, like, is it is it disrespectful to like do to have like a, a, a billy mays hologram like a tupac hologram or something you know it's a good question yeah i don't know i think i feel like a statue is just classier than a hologram but a hologram yeah. would allow for for the movement the kinesthetic like he's really able to continue highlighting his strengths as far as the pitch man you know walking around and like the the movement of it the kinesthetics are are a piece of it. I think his voice is really iconic. I think a speaker and a um, statue would work, but so, yeah, I mean, like could do some things too. The other option is to have, have like walk around characters, you know, like do we, <laughs> do we hire a man who looks kind of like Billy? That's to like, amazing. To wear a, you know, a denim shirt, a denim button up and like walk around <laughs> I don't know about for Billy, but like definitely the living pitchmen, I think that's a great idea. Like Billy just might be a different issue or a different topic 
or, or should be dealt with more sensitively. The living guys, I mean, they could have like foam mascot heads that are like three times bigger than a human head. That'd be really funny, like caricatures. I was wondering if you go to cartoon versions like foam mascots or or the the humans, you know, because like Disney, Disney goes mm-hmm. both ways where the princesses are, are, are human ladies who are just in the princess outfits. Or you can go the foam heads. It's, uh, I kind of, I guess, like, at a certain point, they just, if if they're not a caricature of them, it just looks like a guy. Like, right. what, you know, it's a guy in a button-up shirt. What's an Anthony Sullivan <laughs> uh, walk-around actor look like? He just, like, kind of has a British accent, maybe is a little right. tall. I feel yeah. like it's it's a slippery slope before you're just confusing other part guests as like, oh, are you Billy Mays? Like, no, no, just I fit the the vague, you know, yeah. if you squint your eyes, I kind of look like him. So, but people keep asking me that. I've signed six autographs today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I think maybe you're right. Maybe it's foam mascot walk arounds. Um, yeah, because that's like, there's not really even like cartoon characters. Like there aren't mascots on any of these yeah, products. Yeah, that's true. The pitchmen are the mascots for these. Right. Um, um, maybe the scrub daddy is close to being a mascot, but that's just, that, it's a, a face shaped product. But, but that's you know, sponge. I want to I want to shake the hand of the scrub daddy. Like I want to see what the rest <laughs> of his body looks like. If you know what I mean. Um, I've seen his face a lot of times, but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he's just a face. <laughs> I, I, I okay. so you you're hoping then how to is walk he a daddy? around. <laughs> Good point. Oh boy. So you're hoping the walk around is is a, a a rest of a scrub body in proportion to the scrub daddy sponge. Like I think all so. Made of but that material. I'm confused by kind of the art style, like how his mouth and his eyes are just holes and you can see all the way through it. Like it would yeah. be pretty, this might be the, uh, the haunted house or whatever. It's <laughs> the scrub daddy, uh, walking around character. Well, I mean, where like this yeah. would have to be like a robot, you know, this would be Ooh, kind, I like of a, it. kind of a high tech walk around character. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we yeah. could, yeah, celebrate that kind of surreal. Uh, I mean, we already have kind of the horrors of everyday life of the, um, black and white, like struggle zone, but also we could do a, a scary part with, with <laughs> Scrub Daddy, but also maybe it's like a haunted house. You kind of mentioned this earlier, but I didn't have this idea yet. I think the clapper could make for a really compelling uh, haunted house experience or like a scary attraction where <laughs> the lights keep turning on and off. Like you have to clap <laughs> to turn the lights back on, but then the bad guy can just clap to turn them back off. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, like slowly moving towards you or whatever. And Scrub Daddy's yeah, I mean, coming to get you. That is a great scare. <laughs> Like yeah, because you just know the lights go out and then you clap back on and then mm-hmm. they're right next to you. You know, like right. you're looking in yeah. a mirror. As you want the off. lights to be on so you feel safe, but you know when you turn them on, he'll be closer. So yeah, no, that's a fantastic jump scare. So you're like alone in a room with a with a big wall mirror and the lights go out. You go ah, clap back on it, and now there's like three, you know, three scrub daddy monsters there. Like ah, you know, this is great. It's good, and you there's uh, maybe there's like a TV on in this room, and it's playing you know a commercial for this laptop or whatever, and just like the the sound effects and like the violence of the chopping would be a really like uh, unnerving background noise type thing, and maybe the no- the volume on that keeps getting louder, <laughs> hearing louder slaps and louder chops, and the uh, yeah, 
the it's, it's wild the the um, chicken salad just gets more and more finely grated every time but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do your fears you know the the thing with the slap chop that i i always like I, they, they show you like the meals that you can make and like none of them look good yeah like, they're, they're like fancy salads i think mostly like he's pitching like i'm gonna save you time and you're gonna eat healthy now and like at mm-hmm. one point he like puts a hard-boiled egg a pickle <laughs> and a piece of celery under and he goes you don't have time to make breakfast and he chops it together and he says breakfast to go and that's his solution i'm supposed to eat <laughs> a pickle and a hard-boiled egg every day for breakfast and that's you know, i don't know what healthy people eat but whatever it is you fit it in the slap chop and you <laughs> chop i just anyway i, I feel yeah, like that is that's an interesting a good criticism that's fair yeah. <laughs> i feel like slap chop like you know, there's those rotating rides where you kind of like stick to the wall as it like spins mm-hmm. around. Like maybe that's a way we can incorporate slap chops. And then there's blades chops. that <laughs> launch up, but you're safe because you're stuck to the wall with centrifugal force. So the blades yeah. aren't going to slice you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Is that mean... what you're thinking? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They like throw watermelons in the middle and they just get chopped up so that you oh. know it's real. <laughs> I, but if you... If you already have purchased a ShamWow, you'll be protected from any splatter. Yeah. Um, okay. It'll keep the, you dry. The, the, the ShamWow, like it's a Gallagher show now. Yeah, exactly. Um, Everyone else is getting soaked by, yeah, the juices, but in the ShamWow, uh, people who are members of the ShamWow class have uh, are protected. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so did you get the ShamWow pass? Uh, the ShamWow no. protection plan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the thing Jeez. with that is that you know, to get the all day sham wow pass, it's four easy payments of, of four ninety nine, which mm-hmm. like you're into it when you get there, but then you're still paying for it after you leave. Right. But I mean, isn't that just memories and, and mementos coming out <laughs> yeah, of your I'll, bank account? Like it's yeah, it's a I'll reminder fondly every time I see it. <laughs> the good times you had. Yeah. It's like my favorite part of going to Disney World is, is paying the the for my tickets you know months in advance (laughs) online it's like oh here it is i bought the tickets yeah yeah. as removed you can be from the purchasing (laughs) uh process you know like Mm -hmm. if you could be at the park and have prepaid for all of your food already then you're like hey this is great it's free right pretty smart i guess i guess (laughs) it's amazing Watch how OxyClean unleashes the power of oxygen, making tough stains disappear like magic without fading or bleeding the colors. Don't just clean it, OxyClean it. Are there other products you're thinking of that that deserve to have their own attraction? I'm not sure. Like the classic is like the Ronco rotisserie grill. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure what that attraction is. You know, uh, that that again is a rotating one, although not at the same speed of the ShamWow. Um, it could be so, almost like a carousel. Uh, um, what are those things called? Oh, boy. The big uh, thing, like the London Eye and like a... Oh, like a Ferris wheel? Ferris wheel, that's the word. So, <laughs> but so you're inside the, of... A... <laughs> so the Ronco Rotisserie Ferris wheel. That's beautiful. I, I guess, but your only view is out the front the window the in the grating? front you know what i mean you, there's just walls on the side and on the back <laughs> <laughs> it's a dumb idea but it's funny 
No, I oh think that's God. so. I mean, that's a great centerpiece. The Ron, a giant Ronco rotisserie. Yeah, can, it's 150 can, feet tall that you can ride in. Uh, um, Do you sit on top of a chicken, or are there actual like seats? I think mm. there's seats. I think the chicken. Okay. There's like a big glowing giant chicken kind of centerpiece, and you kind of oh, I like around that. it uh, in in your seats. Uh, watch out for the drips. You know, um, <laughs> it's just colored water. Don't worry. Uh, it's not mm-hmm. a real chicken. Um, it's the same liquid we use on the George Foreman slides. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He yeah. will not be burned or scalded. I'm sure. I'm. Yeah. Uh, I promise. That's yeah. my guarantee. Wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like that for sure. There's also like I personally like blenders are so ingrained in like as seen on TV that I'd love for like. You know, maybe it's maybe it's a whirlpool type of ride, like like a blender feels like a water ride of some kind. Um, but like, I personally grew up on the Juice Man blender. Other people have maybe the the Vitamix blender or something. But mm-hmm. I, I mean, it was always like the juicers and blenders and stuff that feels like you know another like a water slide type of ride maybe that's where you start and there's like giant fruits and then you're going down pipes and everything and through tunnels and then then you kind of come out like you're the the fruit juice at the end or something that sounds cool it, it could be fun actiony things um i'm reminded of the the simpsons quote like they're about to get eaten by alligators or something and it's like uh it's just like falling asleep inside of a blender <laughs> It's like it could be a, re- a peaceful ride. It's like the metaphor is weird that we are inside of a blender right now, but it could be, you know, not necessarily a lazy river ride, but like it could be an enjoyable, peaceful thing. Like you're enjoying the the colors and the excitement of fruit um, when you're this little tiny scale, and uh, yeah. But there are whirring sharp blades around as well. <laughs> it always goes back to the to the dropping blades, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, with me. Yeah, so for some sharp. reason. <laughs> The excitement yeah. of the blades. When did the yeah. blades come in? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we, there, there's certain classics, you know, like the Snuggie. Where's the Snuggie fit into this? And where um, do the blades fit within the Snuggie attraction? Yeah, you know, that's why but, I didn't bring it up yet. <laughs> the Snuggie switchblade. Um, uh, Snuggies are comfortable, and that they could be almost like a harness. Like there's that kind of Superman flying style ride that kind of goes with the slingshot where they yeah you kind of lay on your chest and like you're yeah at the end of a really long swing basically okay that could be you're in a snuggie and they just hook you up to a crane so so it's uh well is it one of those like are you talking about one of those superman coasters where you where you um no it's it's just a ride where it's basically just a swing where you're kind of being suspended from your back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so so you just think we we just tack some snuggies onto the back of your shirt and call it the um no you're you wear a snuggie and that okay. is your harness they oh. cinch your snuggie behind you <laughs> okay. hook it to a crane <laughs> that was just the first thing i thought of okay. not a great idea but it is the most high thrill thing i can think of for a snuggie. i do i mean i do like incorporating the snuggie on pretty much every ride on and every like over chest harness that yeah. is a snuggie that does that's feel... so great yeah, that does feel clean. Uh, yeah, 
You know, not uh, I mean clean in logic, not clean in 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 sound. Well, yeah, the previous person sneezed on it, but it's <laughs> it makes sense and yeah, like it f- can be ubiquitous. Yeah, the fabric uh, being passed around uh, rider to rider isn't clean, but maybe you but bring like... your own, or you just wear your snuggie around the whole theme park, walking through your uh, day. Uh... Is there a snuggie with like a tactical, like a cargo snuggie with pockets all over the front? Because oh. that is a look, and that I would buy. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a yeah, it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good solve there. Um... <laughs> What's OxyClean? Like OxyClean, I feel like is the gold standard of infomercial product because right. now it's sold in Target and is like just it's like on equal footing as you know a, a Procter and Gamble brand or something. Mm-hmm. It seems like it works super well. I mean, I use it. I don't know what what we do with it from a for a theme park though, unless it's like a, a I don't know zoomed yeah, in I... kind of thing. Where yeah. it's like scrubbing bubbles type of, yeah, maybe, maybe it's like bumper cars that are cleaning up stains on the <laughs> ground as you're bumper carring around or something. Yeah, I mean there, a skiing fake snow attraction where it appears that you're on top of a slope of OxyClean. Um, we could do. Let's see, because like I don't want everything to like like the sucky version is that like oh we're you got dirty you know come to the OxyClean you know the stain station and they like clean you up Mm -hmm. or something but that sucks that's just that's just throwing the OxyClean name on something we want to integrate right Um, yeah it could be art I mean it could be a big um, yeah. Uh, basically just a big messy thing and you can choose what part you want to clean off. It's That's a kind of graffiti, well, I forget what it's called, where like you, you power wash a dirty sidewalk so that it you know says your name or whatever. <laughs> so it's like you're actually cleaning it, but now you're also creating art at the same time. It could be that kind of a thing of just like, you know, basically a big, huge dry erase board, but it's just a big, huge, dirty carpet and you can clean whatever pattern you want, draw any maybe it's, uh, image you want to on there. Well... What what if we tried OxyClean in like a in one of those uh, narrative like like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride type of like okay in a car story type of rides? I like um, the idea. So maybe it's just like we start out and and there's you know a big mess and we're all out of OxyClean and oh, we no. and we on the ride travel to where OxyClean comes from and maybe that takes us to the top of a mountain and then into some caves where they're like mining OxyClean crystals and stuff and just sort of just sort of one of those journey rides through mm-hmm. uh, through the magical way that OxyClean is made until it comes out and then we get you know you see it getting filled in a bucket and then you bring it back into your home and they're like thanks thanks OxyClean or uh, Maybe something like that, like a. I like that. That's the whimsical, um, like fictional origin of it. Sounds it sounds fun. Like that sounds like a cool storytelling opportunity. Um, yeah, I'm compelled <laughs> to do the ride that is uh supply chain. The ride. It's like, oh, oh no, yeah? we're out of oxy <laughs> oxyclean, and you go to Target, and Target doesn't have oxyclean. Where does Target get OxyClean from? Oh, the distribution center. And then you go beyond the distribution center to the manufacturer. And then, yeah. yeah. It, it would be the, a really dumb, the most boring Indiana Jones flight 
around yeah. the world thing of yes oh uh, we yeah to well a container ship at the port uh, right and from before there and actually the we... plastic for the tubs is made in in this other country so we have to go there afterwards and put all the crystals we've been carrying into the yeah. the containers and then the label gets put onto it in this other country and yeah yeah that I, could be I mean, I, boring i i worry we'll just radicalize our guests against globalization with this ride uh, yeah that it could happen yeah you're right it could be i feel like epcot kind of does that in some ways where they're trying to, especially the old Epcot of like, they're trying to show you the wonders of modern technology. And it's, you know, sponsored by these like huge brands like Ford or whatever. And it's like, oh yeah, look, we're making your life better now. But in some ways that just makes you like, oh, I kind of just want to live off the grid now. Like you guys are really gross and we yeah. can't avoid you if we want to live in modern society. So yeah, yeah, it uh, could be divisive. You're right. <laughs> Supply chain, the right. <laughs> well you know people might also be upset with the the whimsical world where you get to go see the the happy elves working in the mine where they mine oxy clean well also there's yeah then there's environmental issues there there's a lot uh the labor you know how how much are these elves getting paid what's their workers what's their insurance plan look like there's it just raises a lot of questions you know <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah well i yeah i don't want to uh... <laughs> I don't want to like be mistreating the Oompa Loompas or, or whatever that are that are right. mining my OxyClean. No, they're happy. <laughs> they're singing songs. They're, they yeah. love it. Um, That's a great point. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, yeah. So uh, essentially, I want to make OxyClean propaganda uh, marketed to children. Uh, as a uh, well, park. Willy Wonka is a, is an interesting parallel. Because in some ways, it does some of the things we're talking about of, of highlighting the wonders of this technology. But it's essentially a horror film where the <laughs> survivors get picked off one by one. And that's kind of seems to be part of the plan the whole time. It, it was premeditated this way. You you invited these children here to kill them so that one can survive. Like, it's it's pretty weird. It's it's like Hunger Games, but everyone's really excited to be there. Yeah. Um, th- nobody, so, like... That contract that he has them sign at the beginning, that is, that would never Can I get fly. a copy of that? Like, <laughs> yeah. So the text already is like way too small to read. They don't give them enough time. And he has children sign it. Like none of that would hold up. <laughs> You're right. Oh, man. Yeah. They, is there like a lawsuit for the, the survivor or the, the, what do you call that the people who survived the those those children's families the yeah i would say the the estate of those dead children um is really they're probably pretty mad at at uh, willy wonka and they just continue making they're still in business today willy wonka making yeah making candy bars veruca salt's family definitely took him to the cleaners or or ended up with partial ownership of that of that whole company oh that's that's a good fiction like yeah um Willy Wonka probably got, you know, revenge killed or something <laughs> by uh, that would be a fun like Tarantino movie. But um and then yeah, Veruca Salt's dad now owns Willy Wonka and just kept running it like usual. Man, that's I like that. That's uh that works for me. Yeah. I think yeah. I'll be able to sleep better tonight. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, any, any others uh, Anyway. I... <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like every restroom would have one of those, like every toilet has a potty putter attached to it. I mean, that's just fun. Mm-hmm. And a squatty um, potty. 
I think oh. that was a infomercial that right? a SP, on, on TV, TV product. <laughs> I don't I can't even tell anymore. Like I know, that's true. That's true. And like everything from Shark Tank, I think, kind of hits similar notes. Like I think that could be lumped in here too. No, I'm I'm keeping Shark Tank out of this. I don't wanna I okay. don't want this Shark Tank's too corporate, man. That's fair. Uh, they're just trying to make money off of people by selling things. Those no, jerks. Uh, yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, and maybe uh, as you exit, uh, there, there's like the but wait, there's more is like <laughs> the exit. So as you're exiting, you find out there's more. Maybe, um, I don't know, maybe that's a free gift that everybody gets or maybe that's like a, an extra ride that's only like beyond the exit. Wow. So like there's like no turn back, so it's like you go you go to exit. Yeah, it's a one way. That's yeah, it's like cool. a one way. And so you go to exit and then it's but wait, there's more and there's like one or two more rides that you can only enjoy right now and then there's the real exit. To kind of That's again, a cool idea. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I don't think I've ever no theme park has ever done that before, you know. Usually they want to advertise everything that's on the menu but we've got like a secret menu you try yeah. leaving the restaurant and then we we're like hey actually now you can order these things like what we're, we're not trying to leave like no you can order them now it's like well now i have to yeah i think that's yeah. a great idea um i don't know how to keep it a secret so mm -hmm. <laughs> like immediately everyone will go Fair. oh yeah there's one more ride after you leave uh, oh, okay um yeah that's a good point if you bought you know something in the park when you leave at the but wait, there's more. They give you another one of it. Like, you know, that's when they add on the bonuses of oh, like, oh, wow. you also get the the little greater thing. Um, yeah, you get like so, a little yeah, maybe, bonus maybe, as our gift to you. It's a smaller scale, but maybe more more uh, realistic that as you leave, there's like a like a oh, one of those wheels that you can spin. And to, so that's like the, mm. but wait, there's more and you get a free something or other, or, you know, or whatever, whatever it lands on as your prize. So that's like one last thing. And, and maybe like yet, depending on how much you spent there or what you got, you get multiple spins or something. And that could be cool. free products. That could be discount coupons. That could be, you know, extra days at the park. Um, or, or it could be real garbage, you know, like, <laughs> You know, you got the, the you know the Billy Mays best of DVD or something that you know just like take that as you go or, or that is not whatever. garbage. I would watch that right <laughs> now if I had it. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Can you imagine? Wow. Um. Uh, that sounds that sounds great. I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I got. I got I got on infomercials. I think I think we did a really good thing for the world here. Um, I feel better. Do you feel better? My life's <laughs> I, much more vibrant now. <laughs> Do I feel better? <laughs> I, I I think I might have made like we might have made something that's the worst. Like yeah, it's just like the worst thing in America if it existed. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I mean, sure. it's it's kind of like it's kind of like Wally. Like this is like. A future that people are asking for, you know, it, uh, and it just it is an absolute nightmare for some people, but it's also <laughs> a dream for other people, you know. <sighs> so yeah, you're right. We didn't. Uh, I felt like I tried to stop any questioning <laughs> of the mission because <laughs> it's a very slippery slope and very easy to talk us into. This is actually horrible. 
<laughs> which doesn't make for a, an easy design process. If you're like, yeah, why are we even, you know, working on this? This is stupid. Immediately, we're just trying to maximize profitability for the company. Like, like right away in designing this. Product, yeah. The fun part of for the consumer was thrown out the door, and it's just like, yeah, and then we can sell them <laughs> stuff over here, and over here we can sell them some more stuff. Oh man, that's what we want. We talked about the 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 glory of of honest sales, like straightforward. We are selling you this thing if you want it. Um, yeah, it's man. It's part of a larger system, and it's really the system's fault. It's not oh, the yeah. individual. It's actors, not our fault of for inventing. No, it. no. Oh, please. Are you kidding? We did a service here. <laughs> oh man. Well, hey, it's a fun topic because it does raise so many questions. It's fun to play. You get to portray multiple characters in uh, in this kind of thought experiment we've all been through here together, <laughs> being uh, yeah, approaching it from different perspectives. Uh, celebrating the good parts while also ironically celebrating the bad parts. It's great. I'd be first in line, unironically. I would. I would would love to go. Exactly. I mean, just like the Billy Mays DVD. Like, I would love to watch that. I I recommend going on YouTube and looking up infomercials because it is it's pretty fun stuff. Uh, Yeah. There's and there's something to be learned. I think even for good people from watching infomercials. I don't know. I, I don't think we learned anything today. Okay, that's fair. That's a fun takeaway too, right? Just a big shrug <laughs> of the shoulders at the end of the episode. <laughs> well, I don't know. We made a monster <laughs> and it needs to die. <laughs> Maybe the next episode can be uh, anti-consumerism or freeganism land or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you feel like, kind of like how um, Martin Scorsese made, made silence after he made Wolf of Wall Street because he felt like he had to, he had to cleanse himself spiritually maybe you need to do that yeah i think you're right well thanks for that i appreciate you being on the show alan that was that was a lot of fun it's a buck wild topic and i think that was a blast um yeah if the audience is into you where where should i go to find more out about you uh yeah you can find me on twitter at alan the writer a-l-a-n the writer um mostly jokes about cartoons and stuff over there um yeah, and you know what? There's um there's a show I wrote on coming to Netflix later this year called Transformers Bot Bots, and uh, I think you can like already add it to your to your list. Like it's already on the platform. It just hasn't uh hasn't debuted any episodes. So that's a, a Transformers show set in a mall, and the Transformers are are little little products at the mall. So like a little hamburger that transforms. So they're not robots. They're like actual things, you know, like a transforming hamburger guy and a pizza guy and, and, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's really, uh, uh, it's really funny. If you, if you have kids, I would recommend it. That's really cool. I've seen those products on the, uh, toy store shelves and it's, it's a really interesting design motif. It's very different than traditional transformers, but, uh, that's cool. It's, it's cool to hear that you're a part of that. And, um, now you know as i'm watching coco melon i'll know that you're yeah. connected that's that's really cool that makes it much more uh i don't know it's it elevates it for me that's really cool yeah like i said scoop for your podcast i did not the the only the only way you would know that i was working there before now is if you found my linkedin but otherwise i just have not put it on my twitter or anything mostly because i was like i don't think 
I don't think the people that follow me are like watching Coco Melon, you know, like yeah, people who young... read, who can read, generally don't. Yeah. Uh, there's not much of an overlap between Twitter users and a purely text-based, you know, art form versus yeah. Coco Melon viewers who might not be able to read yet. Um, yes, you're right. There's a uh... yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I wasn't like keeping it a secret, but I just like didn't say anything, and then I've been working there for like the better part of a year as a story editor, wow. and I was just like, I should like maybe tell people or something everyone yeah. probably thinks i'm unemployed <laughs> right. yeah i've been really worried about you that's why i wanted to have you on yeah. the podcast just <laughs> i'm just kidding no your twitter's still been really funny like i i really appreciate your twitter it's it's good stuff thank you um but yeah yeah thank you so much for being on the show man i, I hope you have a good one all right thanks for having me this has been fun 